0: Today on The Topping Show, Bud Light wildcard tweet is wildly boring. Vivek calls on DeSantis to drop out before the New Hampshire primary, while DeSantis reacts to Nikki Haley declining the New Hampshire debate. Elon wants at least 25% voting rights if the Tesla gets into AI. Burger King wants to buy 600 restaurants as part of their $1 billion turnaround plan. Disney doubles CEO Bob Iger's compensation while the company is still struggling to say the least. All of that and much more on The Topping Show. Thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today. Today's episode of The Topping Show is sponsored by Topping Technologies. Topping Technologies is an IT value-added reseller and services company with a special proficiency in IT security. Heck, I see their founder released twice a day. Guy's say is quite handsome and brilliant. He's me, you see. That's the joke. If you're an IT leader or a business owner, you can reach the team at sales at toppingtechnologies.com. Also, trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of January, so if you click that button. I would greatly appreciate it. Now going over to the business podcast, Elon Musk wants at least 25% voting rights if Tesla gets into AI robotics. Now this article comes to us thanks to Emma Stone over at LinkedIn, which is owned by big parent company Microsoft. Now they noted that Tesla, Elon recently, in order to fund his purchase acquisition of X twitter he had to sell and liquidate a lot of his Tesla stock. So now they're saying not only does he want it all back, but he actually wants 25% voting control in Tesla or... He would, quote unquote, prefer to develop artificial intelligence products elsewhere. Elon Musk currently holds, well, he's actually down to 13% stake in Tesla, which, of course, he's the largest individual shareholder of the company, but it still makes him worth, what is it, billions upon billions upon billions of dollars. He's consistently the number, the richest man on the planet that we know about. It's hard to quantify assets when you own oil fields and countries, stuff like that, but at least the one we know about, most successful ever. Now, looks like he sold $20 billion worth in shares of the Twitter deal. Geez Louise in 2022. Wow, I can't imagine. Now I'm curious. What's the Tesla stock market looking like these days? Just talk about hindsight being 2020 in terms of investing in a company. I can't imagine how many millionaires this company and billionaires it created. Looks like Tesla's currently trading for $215.55 for a single share. Whereas John Motors' their stock is around $30 per share. Or $33 per share? Well, yeah, let's just say, yeah, one is wildly more successful than the other. Now, in terms of you Musk wanting excuse me, <coughs> at least 25% voting rights, he says that would give him a much better leverage with the company, obviously, and that he would need, what was it, I believe, two-thirds in order for them to override him? Let me pull it up really quick. Uh, override. Now, it actually begs the question. Yeah, I guess this would dramatically increase the value of Tesla to even more stratospherical, publicly traded stock. But it'll be interesting to see again, he needs some incentive to stay in the game. And one of the most successful examples of someone being a founder of the company, having an IPO, and still being in control of the company would be the Ford Motor Company. Now, this is one of those instances where, if you want, you and I can just go out there and we can buy Ford stock. That's really not a problem. And maybe people would argue there's some benefits that since actually pay dividends on like some stocks that just, you know, exist. But nevertheless, that's still a friend's philosophy of another time to debate, perhaps. But the Ford Motor Company, the family still holds a majority share of the voting rights. Which, again, that is how the Ford family has stayed in control of the company all these, I was about to say decades, over a century later. So it'll be interesting to see if Tesla's, with Elon, is he able to leverage his business acumen and his experience to increase his voting share of the company? Because again, if, it, if Tesla truly gets into the AI robotics and they start heavily investing there and they're successful, I mean, it'll exponentially increase the value of the company. I'm almost surprised, granted Elon has so ma- he has a vast amount of resources on his own as an individual person. Why not just start another company and have 100% voting rights? Or at the very least, if he has a couple of people who want to chip in, he would still have presumably over 51% of the voting rights. I know his dream. his dream and he really does believe in Tesla he didn't found the company but without him there would be no tesla there's a lot of books on that and it's fascinating how he basically took the company that could barely make a single prototype into actually creating a viable product now again let me know in comments do you think what would be better for elon to continue his love affair with tesla and continue to build that brand and that business or would it make more sense just to start a new company where right off the bat he's going to have majority voting shares of that company and there's a little less scrutiny and he can do has a little bit more flexibility. As always, be fascinated here. what you have to say. Other interesting business news, you have Burger King corporate to buy 600 restaurants. The King's a $1 billion turnaround plan. Now, specifically, news came in by Kate Chapman over at, again at LinkedIn, and they noted that restaurant brands, which is probably A-plus for marketing, that's a parent company that owns Burger King, they know that they're going to be acquiring Carol's Restaurant Group, which is the chain's largest franchise owner in the U.S. for about $1 billion, which, geez louise, that is a pretty penny. Although we should probably clarify a vintage pretty penny since modern pennies are 99.99% zinc and just copper-plated. to, you know, the old vintage pennies, they were actually made with real metal when U.S. currency was actually worth a damn. It's actually made with the majority, copper, so it's actually worth something. Now, they also know that the company would invest $500 million for roughly a five-year turnaround and then sell them back the franchisees which is pretty interesting so it sounds like they want to purchase them in order to fix them up they also know that the acquisition builds on a 400 million dollar plan in 2022 called reclaim the flame hilariously somewhat ironic since they're mostly known for microwaves that was a big joke when i was a kid and you'd see them use the microwaves to heat up the burgers but yeah they, they was flame broiled they flying, you know they used a real you know fuel to actually cook it allegedly at one point in time Now, they also know that the restaurant brand's upgrade will include operations and technologies throughout the chain, and we've seen some Burger King new concept restaurants where they have done some much-needed facelifts. Granted, I haven't eaten fast food in that regard for probably a couple decades now. I think, was it middle school? What was the last time I stepped into a Burger King? I remember the location vividly. It it had to have been... Middle school or high school was the last time I actually ate something from Burger King, so granted, I'm by no means a Burger King connoisseur, but... I mean just driving past burger King, i can tell you anecdotally speaking they've always looked aged so they've been revamping the image and it is interesting to see this because most of these companies depending there's basically two different ideologies when it comes to the franchise operations mcdonald's is the best known example of being a real estate company not a restaurant company because they famously they'll rent out the land below it's basically how mcdonald's was built and they take a small very small percentage of the actual profits on the actual products they really make the money in the rent and most of the franchise organizations there's different philosophies you have papa john's a couple other ones where you have some in which the parent company they don't want anything to do with the actual brick and mortars in the franchise they don't want to own any and they're all about the main you know all about the vision of the company helping out with the supply chain coming out with new ideas and advertising and you have some i think probably most famously starbucks where they own an overwhelming majority of every single of those locations so it's a big debate in the franchise community and the whole business model in and of itself now it'll be interesting to see again Burger king is I mean, for my whole lifetime, they've always been a second or third place. It's conceivable to somehow beat McDonald's. I have not seen it yet. chick fil up and coming, and maybe in the future they'll beat them overall with revenue. But it will be interesting to see. They also know that bird King, in the past couple years, has slipped to third place behind Wendy's, and that's actually increasing, interestingly enough. And of course, they're all you know way behind the good old Golden Arches of McDonald's. So the interesting to see as these businesses try to pivot in order to adapt to and overcome with this myriad of issues, I mean, fast food's in trouble. Partially because the government caused inflation to 40 year hyperinflation. And fast food is known for, used to be known for cheap, convenient, and allegedly moderately tasty. And you have this issue where even McDonald's, their profits are shrinking so much, they're actually removing the self-service syrup uh, machines, which some people call soda or pop machines, this is because years ago the labor was a big price in terms of the company allocation of the budget and it was actually cheaper to just have a self-service station where you have the customers fill up their own soda pops. Or do you call it pop or soda? A debate from another time perhaps. But it's gotten to the point where I suspect a lot of the customers are abusing that system where technically you have free refills but some people do what, four, five, six refills perhaps they want diabetes or something like that. But it got to the point where they're losing money on it. So new McDonald's locations going forward will not have self served soda anymore because again the profit margins are shrinking more and more and i mean the Bio- mcdonald's used to be known for having a dollar menu it's we'll probably see a five dollar menu in a couple months just based on hyperinflation and maybe some people think that's a good deal but these companies are all in a tight spot and burking is going to they're making a huge investment it's a huge gamble a huge risk i wonder how much reward will be for burger king at the end of the day if they're able to overcome the market lead that Wendy's has if if they can really make a profit and how long realistically will fast food be around it'll be interesting to see and let me know was the last time you actually shopped at a Burger King I'd be fascinated to hear when the last time you actually went because I think mean, for the truth truth be told I don't know well again it seems like everyone I talk to in my social circle most of them if they want fast convenient food they're going for Chick-fil-a but I'd be fascinating to hear what your experiences are now, going over to the culture part of the podcast, you have a Bud Light wildcard tweet is mostly a joker and wildly disappointing, with only 25 likes in 24 hours, which is almost impossibly terrible. I mean, not to brag, but I did get 12 likes on one of my videos last week. Now, I would also argue quality over quantity when it comes to my sample size and my experience of my my fans. It's all about the best, having the best quality, quality, not the quantity. And Bud Light is also a multi-billion dollar company, and yet they only got 25 likes, which means the people who allegedly still work there didn't even like it. Perhaps some people were inebriated, they just liked it, but nevertheless, this particular tweet, or X, I guess they call it a post now, which to me just doesn't sound satisfying. Let me know, do you call it a post or do you call it a tweet? Nevertheless, on the X Twitter platform, Bud Light sent out a tweet in which they said, quote, the MVP of Wildcard Weekend. And it is a very large woman wearing a jersey has a smith on it and it looks like the number is 0 so i i'm not a big sports balls and in, aficionado but i'm pretty sure there's not a lot of sports balls players with the number 0 and she is very much she is taking a disproportionate amount of the screen so she is a very large individual and there's some people chanting you can't see her face there's just the, behind, the jersey she has she has braided hair and the text on the screen simply says the squad and then below on the bottom screen says me remembering to bring the ice and she's waddling or awkwardly dancing towards people but she's not holding ice you can't even see her hands it's six seconds long and they don't have volume which again perhaps i mean it is tough times a lot of businesses are coming back maybe they couldn't afford the you know 18 cents of royalties for the music that would be they couldn't pay an intern 25 cents to create a, you know, six second song or amalgamation of notes. And so pretty boring. And they're dancing in front of a lot of people with green clothing on and an eagle. And the only. There's two people holding blue blurry cans since the focus is all on this woman. Is that maybe OK, there's three people. You know your product placement is terrible if you have to search for it like it's a finding where Waldo is. And the cans are not in focus, so they're just blue blurry cans. So you could presume they're Bud Light cans. But again, she's not even carrying the ice towards them. It's one of the most uninspiring commercials I've seen all year. Granted, it's a small sample size. We've only been in the new year for a couple weeks now, but again, I suppose this is inspirational for Eagles fans? But I suppose... As I was going to say, if we just go on the Brave search, who is Eagles player Smith? Deontay Smith comes up as a result. What number is he? Is he really zero? No, he's number six. So, again, I don't know who... What's say Just Eagles, Eagles player number zero. What does that come up? I can't... Wait... It is a real number. What? What's next? Negative numbers? Fractions? So I guess it is uh, DeAndre Swift. They say the numbers are in the newest member of the Philadelphia Eagles will have their DeAndre Swift. I, I should have done some research. I do not believe it is related to Taylor Swift. It's now 0% odd though. And they said DeAndre, DeAndre Swift, Swift will wear uniform number 0. Which I guess that's a thing now. Interesting, huh? All right, we—I guess we learned something today. So I guess we could thank Bud Light for teaching us about their new sports balls player at the Eagles. I guess. And again, in terms of the feedback, only seven thousand and seventy-five people saw this. So in terms of views, that is pitiful for a multi-billion-dollar company, and they only got twenty-six views. They only got thirteen comments. Now, granted, many of them are comical perhaps one or two would be interesting, but again, I, I don't see how this builds the brand. Cause you're not seeing the Bud Light logo. There's no, you cannot even yeah, there's no Bud Light logo. You can't even really tell the Philadelphia logo is there. You can see the outline of it and they wore green. So I kind of made an inference, I guess it's just advertising for Smith. And I don't think he's a shareholder of Anheuser, Bush and Best, so I'm not sure why they're doing that, unless they're just doing this guy a favor. But nevertheless, let's go in the comments and see what are the folks thinking about this. Is it a really compelling image? Perhaps it is inspiring millions of people to go buy out Bud Light from all of their stores. I mean, the odds are that astronomically small, but nevertheless, it probably isn't zero like the sports balls jersey. Or is it? Now, going down in the comments, first one that got any likes at all comes from Julia Broderick. And she simply said, not an apology, unquote. They got two likes. Sour Pig made a comment with no likes, but it was there. This person said, quote, Finally, you admit Bud Light is just water, unquote. C. Mill chimes in saying not an apology, unquote, getting five likes. Jimmy Belfort says hashtag drink piss, unquote. Not recommended, but that did get three likes. Let's see here. Zuma, let's see here. They replied with a, <coughs> I'm not sure it's an ai generated image, but it's an image of a Budweiser stein well not stein large glass and it says you effed up budweiser and there was a picture of dill mulvaney and some animated ponies on it and the quote in the picture that they posted says but no one cares about budweiser any longer unquote they did get three like yeah three likes let's see so so far all negative i mean not to talk not to brag but i did comment now no likes which is kind of that means i even i didn't like it but nevertheless I simply said, I might need to offer marketing consulting services, usually the product claimants you can see them. Why don't you even show it here? Why don't you bring back some old mascots? Which, again, I want to say that idea is worthless, well, because no one liked it. However, I would argue that probably be a better idea than anything they're trying to attempt to do. But nevertheless, that was another comment. So, I'll say that's negative or critiques. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six. So, six for six, all negative comments. The seventh one comes from Ron Johnson, and he says, quote, ice for a different beer, your poop emoji, is for trans lovers, bye, unquote. No likes, but 14 people did view that. And again, that's another negative comment. Someone by the name of Chris Rokesham says, quote, and again, I'm not sure what the rules are these days with YouTube since I change every 18 seconds, but I'll just say the pejorative word for the gay community that starts with Q, and they say Q beer, unquote, and that got four likes. And that's all I can see, although... Actually, we do have the hidden buttons. So the first one is at the bottom of the feed. And it says, show additional replies, including those that may contain offensive content. Of course, bonus button. Let's click that right now. One of them looks like spam. Comes from Nathan Saunders. Says, for the steal. They spelled it S-T-E-E-L. did have a saluting emoji. And it says something about his Bluetooth phone. No one liked that. Man, yeah, including me. I don't get it. Another hidden response comes from Abdullah Hadi. I don't know why this is censored. He simply said, nice. No one liked it. But that is the first positive comment we've seen thus far. And yet, I don't know why that was hidden. You would think, again, all the comments are negative. There's one, one grain of... I'd say, not solidarity, one grain of... One positive comment. Wouldn't you... Like a seed of a comment. Wouldn't they want to nurture that potential prospective client or fan by... Liking it themselves, responding to it, saying, you know, just saying, you know, thanks, much appreciated, something. But no, for this particular post, it looks like Bud Light is just taking the silent treatment approach. Julie brought a comment again, but it looks like this one got censored, so and let me click it. And there's a GIF of probably some pop culture film I don't realize or recognize. It is a lady with a sweater and short, was that, oh, like, Elizabeth Warren hairstyle? And the text is, I haven't heard an apology yet. And that did get one like. Now, if we go, so how many is that, how many is that viewed? Or in terms of publicly facing comments. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 10, 11. So, of the 11 that you could see off the bat, with, you know, the one moderate sensor, you have one positive one, and then one spam. The rest are all negative. However, there is this super secret button that... Let's you see all the things that Bud Light has hidden, the hidden response button, right under the picture. So if you click, click that right now, comes from Mason Bradford. Mason Bradford said, quote, replying, no contract, no beer. And it looks to be, I'm not sure if it's just coincidence, but it's a pro-union caricature that looks very, it uses the same text that most Marxists do use in their advertising campaigns. And it's just a picture of all the people uh, striking and it says, no contract, no beer. I guess it's from the. Let's see. I want to say the logo is terrible, but what was their logo? The mm-hmm. Anheuser-Busch teamsters, which ironically are not team players, but nevertheless, that did get 14 views. No one liked it, and that looks like that was the only one that Bud Light actually hid. Interesting. It says the youth might say they were ratio to say the least, and. Yeah, even sports balls aren't digging them out of this ginormous pit that they've dug themselves by having the worst marketing campaign. Conceivably in business history, I mean, there's one, I forget the jeweler in the 70s. There's one instance where the founder of a jewelry company was on an interview and he basically admitted, they they used to sell discount jewelry, and he basically admitted, oh yeah, it's it's garbage, we buy it for next to nothing. And that company went out of business. Now, I'm not sure if the total revenue of that company, it probably is dwarfed by the sales Bud Light Lost, you could argue that it's a busier business blunder since they went out of business completely. But in terms of lost revenue and lost market share, still nothing comes close to the Bud Light Business Blunder of the Year sponsored by Dylan Mulvaney. And sports balls can't bail them out. The good old, what they used you know, they used to sponsor all the country music events, UFC. They're spending all this money. It'll be interesting to see at the end of the day, does it really help them out with their sales? Let's just say if I were to look at the Magic Eight ball and shake it up a little bit, I'd say the outlook is not so good. Now, going over to the political part of the podcast, you have Vivek calling out Desantis to drop out, and going moderately viral. Getting oh Jesus, I wrote down these statistics. Actually, about twelve hours after they post, it got seven hundred one thousand views and thirteen thousand likes, which is a little, little bit less viral than usual. I suspect because, again, Vivek officially dropped out of the presidential race. He's doing a lot of good things, helping out Trump right now into the campaign and collaboration. So I suspect he'll get a little bit less views going forward. Well, it'll be interesting to see. Who knows? He might be announced VP and all of a sudden goes to the stratosphere on social media again. Nevertheless, still pretty good feedback. And he, he says in this post, <clears throat> excuse me, quote, I gave Ron DeSantis immense, immense credit if he does the right thing and drops out before the New Hampshire primary. Most of the votes will go to Trump and we can end this primary to make sure that Nikki, Snake Emoji, and her neocon ilk never come anywhere near the White House. That's a key reason why I exited. Unquote. And again, that got 13,000 likes and 701.8 thousand views in the first 12 hours. So, pretty darn impressive to say the least. And... Again, I can't help but think this is priming him for a candidate position or some type of position within the Trump administration if Trump is successfully elected. Now, again, go to the comment section. We have the first one coming from Paul Suspa. He says, quote, Ron DeSantis won't do the right thing regarding this primary nonsense. He's already he's already 300 million in the hole to his donors and can't help himself anymore. DeSantis has proven he can't see past his own ambitions and puts America first and put America first. He can't put Florida first anymore either, unquote. That got 143 likes. Let's see, Chris Lausch says, quote, how how did you get to give credit? Uh again, I am not a doctor. However, I have a theory. If you click the subscribe button, it may help with my speaking ineptitudes, help me, you know, slow down a little bit, maybe help my stuttering and mispronunciation of a mere out of words. But watch your first couple of videos with more subscribers. There's been a modicum of improvement. Not a lot. Still playing a river of growth and development. However, if you click that button, I would greatly appreciate it. And I think it might help my theory come to fruition. So I would tap that quote again from Chris Losheck. He says, quote, How do you get to give credit to anyone? You wrote scathing things about Trump and his Jan Sixers in your book. You wanted vaccine passports. You wanted to segregate the vaxxed from the unvaxxed. Your judgment is in serious question. I wouldn't even want your endorsement. Unquote, getting 274 likes. So, contrarian statements or responses are brewing to the surface a little more than usual. Max comes out saying, "Quote: With all due respect, zero. Who the hell are you to give immense credit? Two years ago, you were advocating for advocating for segregating the unvaccinated." quoting 195 likes. Let's see here. Go Vivek, go! Says quote: Ron DeSantis isn't even really campaigning in New Hampshire. Everyone knows this. quoting 20 likes. Moderate to Severe says, quote, Ron drops out after New Hampshire. Nikki drops out after she loses South Carolina. You can take that to the bank on, quote, gain 78 likes. Pastor Coyne says, quote, it's pretty obvious Trump is the Republican nominee. For better or worse, unquote, gain 39 likes. 24 Eurozone says, quote, bad move. DeSantis needs to stay in long enough to outlast Nikki Haley. If something happens to Trump and he cannot run, the GOP will choose the second leading candidate which would then be Haley, don't trust Dems, and don't trust the GOP, unquote, getting sim- no, sorry, 28 likes. Let's see here. Louise Simpson says, quote, the fact you were polling at 8% was the key reason you had to drop out, Vivek, unquote, getting 13 likes. So Let's see here. Twit Tales says, quote, dropping out before the New Hampshire primary to boost Trump, that's like leaving the party early to give your friend the last piece of pizza. Here you take it, I'm on a political diet. Unquote. They got eight likes. Let's see here. We have Shivani giving a response via a picture that says trump Vivek, make America great again. 2024. They got 20 likes. Monk says, quote, not gonna happen. Trump is not the incumbent. He needs to earn every last vote. Unquote, getting nine likes. Luke says, quote, please don't let Ron's media team anywhere near you or Trump. The Gator or Crocodile Emoji, army of DeSantis influencers did more harm than good and turned Ron into a joke, unquote, getting 19 likes. And, yeah, I can't help but agree with that statement. The DeSantis campaign, their marketing has been perhaps worse than a new Coke, debatably Bud Light. Because, again, they started off, and well, I was going to say, perhaps not the best metaphor because I was just going to say you start with a good product. Bud Light, let's be honest, was never a good product to begin with. But, nevertheless, DeSantis had a pretty good impressive track record for Governor of Florida. He has... He had a great resume. He did some great things that a lot of people appreciated, causing people and inspiring people to move to the state. And there was a lot of material to work with. And yet, they just didn't communicate that properly. And you see every time in these polls, I mean, a year ago, he's around 32% in the Republican primary polls. And then in a year, he's down around 11.2% to the point where Nikki Haley is beating him in some of these poll aggregators. And again, in the five, and I'm curious, the 530, let's see here. If you go to the poll aggregator right now, again, it, just like the stock market it changes seemingly every second especially as they get more polls and more data to add to it but trump is at an all-time high at 30 or sorry uh geez louise 63.1 percent nikki haley is now at 11.9 percent and desantis is at 11.6 percent it looks like asia Hutchinson finally dropped out because he is no longer a percentage point on the chart so again i mean desantis started off so high it's like a Trying to think of a public traded stock that's just precipitously dropped like a rock. I mean, well, there's a lot of them, unfortunately. But it's one of those things where it just dropped completely like a rock. Which I'm sure there's a meta- not a metaphor, perhaps a funny limerick in there somewhere. Ron Rock, Ron Rock Trajectory DeSantis, perhaps. I was going to say, someone tweet that to Trump. He might appreciate it. But nevertheless, it just went lower and lower and lower. And it is interesting, though, in terms of the feedback right here. They're getting more and more critical of Vivek. Now, we look at Max. He says, quote, you exited because you came in last. You're a puppet-dub scammer, unquote, getting 68 likes. Though so, again, I don't think that's really true because Vivek really didn't need the money. He's already, I believe he are, he's built a couple billion-dollar businesses and he's already vastly wealthy. So, I don't suspect he did this for any monetary gain. And, but, yeah, it's interesting to see. Yeah, the ratio of likes and positive responses were not as high as usual when it comes to Vivek, so it'll be interesting to see. Maybe that turns around. But it is. It's actually more critique than usual, even though now he's technically no longer longer running, he dropped out. So it'll be interesting to see what happens to Vivek from here, and I I highly doubt DeSantis will actually drop out. But as I say, we will see what the future may hold. Other interesting political news, you had DeSantis reacting to Nikki Haley declining to participate in the New Hampshire debate. Now, for DeSantis, as youth might say, this went viral, especially for him. On his personal X Twitter profile, it hit over a million views in 24 hours. And for DeSantis, a good sample size for his viewership on his individual profile, it might be 200 to 600,000 is a good average for that. And every once in a while have his outliers of a million or a little bit over a million. So this is one of the most viewed ones. Now, that being said, not a lot of people liked it, but nevertheless, a lot of people saw it. So, without too much further ado, he simply, he did not actually use a picture, but he did use a fair amount of text. So, Randall DeSantis said, quote, Nikki Haley is afraid to debate because she doesn't want to have to answer to the tough questions, such as how she got rich off Boeing after giving them millions in taxpayer handouts as governor of South Carolina. The reality is she's not running for the nomination. She's running to be Trump's VP, I won't snub New Hampshire voters like both Nikki Haley and Donald Trump, and plan to honor, honor my commitments. I look forward to debating two empty podiums in the Granite State this week. Unquote. Which, I guess, might give him a promotional picture or something. Jeez Louise, that'd be boring. But nevertheless, that did get 1. Point, specifically, got 1.3 million views, but only, hilariously enough, 12,000 likes. Which, that's. That's not great. I mean, actually, if you pull up the good old calculator here, we can do a little percentage check right now. Now, it is very sad. In the United States public schools are becoming detrimental to their education, actually. Well, truth be told, go on TikTok and look what the teachers are actually promulgating these days. is quite horrifying. Granted, yes, of course, there are some good exceptional teachers, but it is quite concerning what the teachers' unions are doing. It's the 32-year low for ACT scores. math, science history, the scores are all evaporating to nothing. And yet, they say they deserve raises in the teachers' unions fascinating. Sounds as if they want to get paid more for less performance. Kind of like the automotive community. Oh, I digress, partially. Now, we're going to do some fun math here today. So, 12,000 people liked this, and 1.3 million people viewed it. So, we're going to take the 12,000 likes divide by 1.3 million, and gives us 0.00923. However, let's turn that into a percentage today. Multiply that by a good old 100, and gives us 0.92307 or if you feel so inclined to round you can just round it to 0.92 percent which means for every hundred people that saw it not even a complete person liked it which not great and again i'm not sure how does it certainly doesn't sound inspiring or interesting it's i mean he's going to show up to an empty podium I mean, it's not new to skip a debate, so Nikki Haley isn't doing anything groundbreaking since Trump has already done that and set that precedent. So, I don't really know what DeSantis is thinking. I mean, his marketing campaign is not doing great. He's dropping down in the polls more and more, especially the poll aggregators where he started in the 30s. Now he's down to like 12, no, 11.2% or something like that. It's as if he shot himself twice in the high-heeled boots with a 50 caliber. But, let's go in the comments. Maybe they are all overwhelmingly supporting of Ron and they appreciate his techniques and strategies. Probably not, but let's have the comments and find out. The first comment comes from Paul Uh, DeZoop. Again, I apologize. I I messaged him. I hope he gets back to me so I could appropriately pronounce his name because he is very active in political social media and I keep seeing him and a lot of people like his post and his responses. This, again, calls from from Paul Sezupula. Zizpula? Probably. And he says, quote, Just drop out, DeSantis. You have no chance. Vivek did the right thing. Why don't you? Or why won't you? Sorry. Unquote. That got 2.4 thousand likes. Paul also reposted with a picture of the Iowa caucus results. And he said, again, quote, DeSantis lost by 30 points. He has zero chance. Unquote. That other post got 712 likes. Matt Gage chimed in. And he said, quote, It's over, man. Unquote. That got... 5.3 5.3 thousand likes. Let's see here. Joseph Pino says, quote, Dear Ron DeSantis, your commitment is to the people of Florida. They're suffering from an insurance crisis. You lost his time to government Florida. Like you promised. I, quote, I got 1.8 thousand likes. JD Sharp said, What are you doing? You just lost every county in Iowa to stop despite dropping 300 million, visiting all 99 of them, uprooting your family, and abandoning your state six months after being elected re-elected governor get out of the race endorse trump publicly and prepare for 28 unquote i got 2.2 thousand likes but at this point let me know in the comments if you think differently i don't know how much of a chance there is for 2028 for desantis an overwhelming majority of the social media and again this is not a direct correlation between social media and the real world a lot of people are critiquing him though on the timing and saying they sh- off the bat you should have waited for 2028 And his marketing campaign has been so utterly abysmal. I would be surprised if he goes for, if he tries again for the election. I mean, there's a lot of time between 2024 and 2028. He just failed so bad. Don't get me wrong. He's still up in the polls, but not compared to Trump. And all the people who, I think a majority of people who support Trump, they would not support DeSantis if DeSantis was running without Trump. I think they, the people who support trump in 2028 they would probably go to someone like vivek more than desantis but that's just my three cents it used to be two cents but 40 year hyperinflation gotta charge it to three but i was gonna say it's still free to click the subscribe button i do one or two more comments here and again so far i have not found a, found a single positive comment for desantis the next one again these are the, all the top comments you see this comes from clandestine they say quote LMFAO, the DeSantis camp are the only ones pushing this nonsense. Trump would never pick Haley as his VP. He calls her a globalist and openly talks about how abysmal she is. Just give it up, Ron. It's over. Unquote. I got 1.9 thousand likes. I'll be be darned. We did find a contrarian statement. Or something rather, well, contrarian to the overwhelming majority of the comments. However, we found a statement that did agree with Ron DeSantis. This comes from Unfiltered Boss, who is a... Consistent positive poster on the DeSantis social media. And he says, quote, Haley and Trump are both cowards for being insulted by the court and are being insulted by the corporate media, unquote. They got 585 likes. Another top one comes from Randy Savage. It says, quote, This post after such a historic loss confirms how severe your personality disorder actually is, unquote. They got 1.2 thousand likes. Julia chimes in saying, do the right thing, endorse Trump. And there's a picture of Donald Trump winning Iowa, getting 544 likes. Ultra Mega Joyce Day, which you probably know what her political affiliation is, though she's not wearing the iconic red hat, so not A-plus for marketing. But nevertheless, this alleged Ultra Mega Joyce says, quote, You're honoring your commitments, question mark. What about your commitment to the being a governor of Florida, unquote, getting 348 likes. See here. Molly Pitcher says Trump is not going to pick her for vice president. There's a picture of, is it Mad Men? Some picture where men, however, properly dressed in suits are all laughing bombastically. And Trump has been photoshopped in that picture. That got 913 likes. See here. Right Angle News Network says, quote, DeSantis backed down Trump. unquote getting 474 likes. Raheem chimes in saying, quote, I look forward to debating two empty podiums. MFR, is writing this garbage for you? Unquote, getting 803 likes. Presumably his marketing campaign team. His marketing staff. People not good at social media, to say the least. See, we'll do one more. Leia Memes says, well, I don't want to say F- for marketing, but her name is Leia Memes. She responded in text form and not a meme. Nevertheless, this alleged Leia Memes says, you lost all 99 counties in Iowa. Sit down. You and Nikki both won't last much longer. Unquote. And I got 541 likes. So, as youth might say, he was ratioed. Well, that's a terrible snap. I will attempt to do that again. He was ratioed, to say the least. As we saw, only one or two positive comments. And again, those are the people who have consistently been supporting him for months. So, it's not he's not gaining any new positive social media folks that I can see. And we scrolled for quite a bit. It seems like... Half of them are saying drop out, half of them are saying you're embarrassment. I mean, yeah, it's one of those things where I don't see how he could turn this around. And again, Trump is winning by a huge margin. So again, if if he could turn around his campaign, Ron Sánchez specifically, they'd be the marketing achievement of the century. In terms of turning around a brand and getting people on board, trying to think of a business that's had such an overwhelming success in that regard that would translate to politics or I can't think of even an appropriate metaphor for a comeback that successful it's so rare you mm, perhaps General Motors you're well yeah you could, you could say Billy Durant when he's he built he founded General Motors went bankrupt he lost control teamed up with the French race car driver by the name of Louis Chevrolet built that up so big he was able to buy GM again from the bank which was highly improbable, so that perhaps would be one metaphor. Although, some might say the metaphor is apt, especially because it actually went bankrupt again, and he lost it permanently to the banks, unfortunately. Perhaps that will be the metaphor for Ron DeSantis in the end. But, as manager Gabriel would say for Ron DeSantis, the outlook is not so good. Now, going over to the business blunder of the day, you have Dizzy doubling Bob Iyer's compensation, their CEO And the stock is still down and the problems are still here. So Disney used to be one of the most and again, they still have a they're still making more money than we can possibly comprehend. But they used to be one of the most successful businesses in Americana history. They used to appeal to everyone. They didn't try to go after a niche or alienate any customers or fans. And then they thought, you know what? Let's get into politics. Let's start pushing gender identity. Let's start introducing children to sexual themes. Someone at the company thought that was a good idea and they built a culture around that and they hired people with that mentality in mind while pushing away and alienating the conservative folks who worked in the company and also the folks in the mill who just didn't want to glorify sexual things like that in front of children. And the stock market and the box office has shown. It was the first time, I believe, it was 14, 15 years, they lost the throne of the top box office creator. I believe they lost to Universal in 2023. They also lost over a billion dollars at the box office in 2023 which for Disney, I mean, went back the clock 20 years ago, that would've been laughable. You would've thought someone is insane if they said that because historically speaking, they had a track record for basically printing money legally. It was just astronomical success. They would always knock it out of the park because again, they were appealing to the mass audience. They weren't alienating anyone or pushing anything. And then Bob Iger came in. He did build up the company quite well. He acquired Lucasfilm as well as Marvel. And you could debate... Well, they also destroyed those movies with um, inserting political metaphors and Kathleen Kennedy, she still a job somehow. So he did good in terms of he acquired those intellectual properties, which has a lot of potential. Then he handed off the reins to Bob Chapek, who was his protege. And then things got worse. He increased the rates of the parks so people could barely afford it. They took away value from the parks. They went made worse movies. And Bob Iger came back about a little over a year ago. And it's one of those instances where he hasn't turned the company around and I'm highly really skeptical to think he even could because of the culture they built in Disney and the people they employ and that they've recruited at Disney. It's not just a one person problem. The CEO has a huge influence on company but there's a, he's outnumbered. And looking at the total compensation package, it looks like they doubled it from 15 minute, million. And again, they're not paying him cash. This is a variable mixed contribution where is usually, like most executive salaries, it's usually a not even half cash, it's usually a fraction, usually I would say even 10 to 20% cash, but then the majority of it is in stocked options, healthcare benefits, a of other benefits. And his compensation apparently last year was $15 million. And let's pull up his stock. Maybe it's justified because of the stock. I mean, he's not, spoiler alert, but if you look at the total stock market trend for Disney, let's do five year trends so we can look at the, when he took over. So let's pull up a quick search on when did he when did Bob Iger come back? Because the date eludes me at the moment, I don't try to give you you as much accurate information as possible back to Disney. So Bob Iger came back February. Bob Iger CEO 2022 So February, December, January uh, so it's, eh, it's hard to play the stock chart, but let's go February, February 4th, 2022. Their stock was $142.02 per share, which again, it's still the five years is still negative, but still that's something, $142.02 per share. It's now trading at $90.34 per share. So in the past one year trend, it's down negative 8.78%. Year to date, it's about even. Granted, it's only been a couple weeks. If you look a six-month trend, it's actually increased 5.11. Past month is down 2.71%. Past five days about break even. But they haven't been doing good in the stock market. They're starting to lose control in terms of... Let's see here. They just also rejected... Let's see here. Nelson Putts and some investors who wanted to actually get them out of politics. So that kind of reaffirms my de- my theory that they're going to keep pushing this ideological material that's alienating a large portion of their what used to be former clients and ironically creating their own competition We have things like Bent Key Ventures exponentially increasing in their production capabilities. They're owned by the Daily Wire headquartered in Nashville, Tennessee. They say they're the fastest conservative media company, uh, growing conservative media company in the US or probably in the globe. And their whole animation studio was inspired because of Disney. So because of Disney's business ineptitudes, Daily Wire is starting to make their own original content. And because so many consumers feel alienated by Disney, they're seeking out alternatives. So they're quite literally creating their own competition and fueling their own competition by alienating so many current and prospective clients. Now, it looks like in terms of Disney unveiling their 12 board nominees, they rejected Pelt's, uh, sorry, Pelt's proxy push. Again, Nelson Peltz has been buying up more and more stock of Disney to try to get some more seats on the board of directors and try to get them out of politics. If you look at Mr. Putz's long-term career, he has invested in multiple companies and he's acquired seats on the board of directors to help to influence the company and they, historically he's got them out of politics to more focus on their core competencies, aka making a product that is marketed towards the masses, which... For an overwhelming majority of businesses, I would argue that's the most profitable, most logical one. Now, it looks like Disney unveiled their slate of 12 board director nominees. And they also snubbed train fund management CEO Nelson Plus activist investor campaign after his bid for a seat fell short. The new additions include leaders from General Motors, Lulumon, I guess. Lulubon has increased their stock exponentially. So, okay, there's a little big success there. I don't know about General Motors. Let's see here. And Morgan Stanley. Let's see here. The board refresh. This is a little excerpt from Yahoo Finance. They say the board refresh comes as Disney CEO Bob Iger continues to prioritize streaming investments and transform ESPN into a content juggernaut. Won't happen. ESPN used to be, a, it is still important to the company. It makes a huge profit margin for Disney. So it's important but it's also been decreasing over the long term because, again, it used to be a sports balls program. But then they decided to get into politics and, again, have their news anchors talk about things that have nothing to rate with the sports balls. And sports was kind of the final frontier in terms of a final area where it was very apolitical. No one wanted to talk politics. It's just about the sports balls and catching pigskins and making touchbacks or whatever the youth call it these days. And then they decided to make it a politics thing because short term, that did spike the ratings and kind of fueled that idea that it was a good thing. However, long-term, it's been more detrimental if you have decreasing viewership on that platform and on that service. And again, their streaming services are still losing money. Granted, most streaming services do for quite some time, and they are decreasing, or rather, the amount of losses are not as great as they used to be. I mean, last fiscal year, they're losing billions of dollars. The last fiscal quarter, I believe, they lost, I would say only, still a lot, but not relative to the losing billions, it's better. They lost about, I believe, $483 million dollars So, they're moving in the right direction, fiscally speaking, for the streaming service. That's, it should probably also help since they spent a couple billion dollars, I think it was $30 billion, writing a check to Comcast to buy the remaining shares of Hulu. So, now Disney, instead of owning 66.66%, now own 100% of Hulu. It'll be interesting to see if that, if they could, they say they're going to have two separate outlets on your phone for now, or, you know, apps for now. It'll be interesting to see if long-term, they just... Merge it all into Disney Plus. I think it would most likely make more sense. That may very well make help bolster the attempt to get to a profitability. But again, I mean, I just don't see the performance that would warrant such a big reward for Bob Iger, because again, the underlying problems for the company are still very much there. And even though he has publicly said multiple times he wants to get out of politics, he and his project built a culture of pushing politics. If you look at who's in charge of star wars they're still pushing political ideals which again are alienating a lot of the hardcore fans a lot of the people in the middle who don't they don't want a political product they just want something to unplug and enjoy for a couple hours so i'd say we're giving him such a great it's they gave such a great fiscal and total compensation package and he has a track record of success he in terms of work ethic i excuse me <clears throat> i very much admire bob eyer he started off by sweeping floors at abc studios which Disney subsequently bought, and he worked at, like hell to climb up the corporate ladder. He has great, phenomenal work ethic, and he's built the business successful in many ways. I don't think the methodologies he's using, and again, maybe there's some huge arguments behind closed doors we're not privy to right now, and he's trying his best to change it in the background. But I don't see their plan of success yet. They're still losing money on streaming. They're not changing the methodology for streaming. They actually deep. They were at least their number one or number two streaming platform in terms of cutting content from the streaming platform in 2023. So let me know in the comments if you think this is the right direction for Disney, but with all the information we currently, all the public information we currently have at hand, I would still say you know, doubling his compensation at this time, that's certainly got to be the business blunder of the day. Thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in again today trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of January. So click that button and greatly appreciate it. Also, leaving a like or a comment is a great way to give me some additional feedback, letting me know how I can make the show better and better, improve the quality over time. Also, and lastly, don't forget to take time to tell your family, tell your friends, tell your co-workers. Heck, tell your enemies, tell anyone and everyone. Just stay safe and fight the good fight.